Hey there, and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm KW Taylor. This week, we bring you an interview we did with Christy Bauer and Amy Spaulding, the hosts of Caroline and the Podcast. Yes, their podcast is a rewatch podcast celebrating the 1990s NBC sitcom Caroline in the City. But first, as a reminder, we are almost at the one year anniversary of our show. And we're still conducting a survey to find out what you want to hear more of as we enter year two. The link to the survey is in our show notes, and we'll also have it available as a link on our Twitter account, Pause Pop Podcast. So Carrie, this conversation that we had with Christy and Amy was super fun, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. It was a blast talking to them, and we hope you guys will enjoy it. So we are here with Amy Spaulding and Christy Bauer, the hosts of Caroline and the Podcast, which is a Caroline in the City rewatch podcast. So I'm going to have Amy and Christy give us a little intro about themselves, both within the Caroline in the City world and outside of it. And then we'll have a fun little talk here. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Great. Well, when I got CBS All Access to watch The Good Fight, this is Amy, by the way. I noticed that <laughs> I, I'm used to being on my own podcast where I'm like, they'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm a young adult author. I have six young adult books out there. My latest is We Used to Be Friends. It's about a friendship breakup. I tend to write romantic comedies, a lot of stuff about girls' feelings, a lot of kissing scenes, a lot of hijinks. So that's my world. And when I got CBS All Access to watch The Good Fight, I noticed that they had Caroline in the City on there. And I thought, hmm, I haven't watched that in a while. I kind of want to. And I got sucked in real fast. I told Christy that she would take the same journey as me, which would be like, watch some Good Fight and then watch some Caroline in the City. But I'll pass it off to Christy to let you know her experience with Caroline in the City. Yeah, so uh, I'm Christy Bauer. I'm primarily a composer, lyricist, book writer for the theater, a thing that used to exist. And uh, <laughs> and I I write very different things to Amy. Mostly, I, I mostly write about uh, historical figures. My my most recent show was a two person musical about the marriage of F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! But <laughs> yeah, uh, Amy and I have been best friends for over 20 years at this point, and uh, we initially bonded over obscure pop culture. So it, it it's sort of kind of a full circle thing that we're now podcasting about a very niche thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So how when did your when did Caroline and the podcast premiere? How many episodes have you had released so far? At this point, we just had our fourth official episode come out, plus our preview and plus our bonus episode where we talked about the cast got together and did a fun little reunion and live read of the pilot script oh, in the early days of the pandemic. So we did a little bonus episode talking about that. Cool. So, but we've got like over 15 episodes in the can. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. We were We are not quite as forward thinking and prepared as you guys, but... Yes, I'm sort of a last minute editor. So, <laughs> well, that's I'm such a last minute person. And so, when we sort of were figuring out who was going to do who, who was going to do who, <laughs> oh my, we're <laughs> the best friends. You just pick. When we're figuring out who's going to do what, obviously, Christy's a composer. She's going to do the music. 
And then the rest was sort of like, well, none of us specialize in anything else. So I, I'd done some audio editing in grad school and I thought I can figure, like, I can figure this out. And I have a lot of friends who produce podcasts. I will figure this out, but I wanted to give myself a real big buffer for learning. (laughs) But I, I mean, we gave ourselves a ridiculous buffer in that, you know, we're like 10 weeks ahead of what we're releasing and so it feels very silly because people are like, I don't know if you've talked about this with any guest yet. I'm like, oh, we have. You just have not heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I'm about to look up what, how many episodes there are in each season. But are you finished with season one, almost at the end of it, in terms of where you are recording? We have like six or seven left, I think. Okay. I think they're like 22, 23. Cool. Okay. Yeah, network sitcoms have a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots lots to look forward to then. So we should probably give some some basic background on Caroline City. Now, I have to admit that I am a Caroline City super fan, so I was very excited about your podcast. <laughs> yes. And our Carrie and I have had Robin on our show, and you're a mutual friend of hers. And she told us, yeah, there's a Caroline in the City podcast that my friend is doing. And I was immediately like, I am immediately excited. I'm super <laughs> going to listen to that. I'm so excited. And I had already started a rewatch of my own when I got CBS All Access because I was like, oh, yes, I, I, I got this to watch Star Trek Discovery and other lofty things. And then yeah. and then I'm like, oh, there's Caroline in the City, which I was really in love with when I was 20 years old. I think I'm a little bit older than both of you as far as I can tell, but not too, too much. And so Caroline was on when I was in college. And I was just immediately enamored of it. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was so quick and romantic and funny and and also kind of sometimes not good, but I liked that it wasn't good. <laughs> Is that, I mean, I don't know if I, I sort of sense a little bit of that in, in how you recap the episodes because there are moments that are not good and I love it. So anyway, I, I, I honestly, I wrote Caroline City fanfic for a while. I was just what? very, yeah. Amazing. I mean, I I moved on to other shows that may or may not be higher quality, but it was a nice little time in my life when I was very busy. I didn't have time to watch a lot of ongoing dramas, and this was a great little bite-sized thing that that was just a little bit different. So, yeah. There's so much I want to respond to, but I (laughs) Firstly, I want to ask you about the fan fiction. (laughs) Well, okay. So... Before we get into the the vagaries of how we feel about the show, maybe we should just tell our listeners our listeners what the yeah. show is. So I'll leave that to you guys to to give us a brief uh, rundown of the premise. Christy, I feel like you're better at the facts than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I tend to go down some like weird tinfoil hat rabbit holes, but the the basics is so Caroline in the City was one of a like a rash of woman fronted sitcoms and in the mid nineties on network TV. And, and this one centers around uh, Caroline Duffy, who was played by the amazing Leah Thompson from back to the future. And she is a nationally syndicated cartoonist. She's sort of in the vein of like Kathy and uh, she's a, a Midwestern girl living in the, the big city. And uh, she has this, you know, wacky gang of friends and coworkers, and and then this is a, a big reason why we decided to dive into the podcast is the the whole thing on a macro level is is kind of structured like a long form rom com, mm-hmm. hmm. and so 
it's almost like two different viewing experiences. Like there, there's the, you know, the casual sitcom, you know, everything happens in a 23 minute bubble version of things. And then there's the, if, if you're paying attention with a, you know, 2020 Netflix binge brain, totally <laughs> different show. <laughs> I mean, I'll also say when we talked about starting this, that Christy was like, yes, and we can track all these various developments. So I was like, I'm just going to make fun of what people wear in the 90s and like, say what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was also like two different podcast experiences to listen to because we are, we are like very different. Our brains work so differently. <laughs> that Christy's like, you see how this echoes this other episode? I'm like, absolutely, I did not. <laughs> I just listened to the, the first episode and I think it was Christy who pointed out that Richard's eats peanut butter straight out of the jar with his hands and then every scene after that she was just like with his peanut butter hand <laughs> <laughs> and and i think amy didn't notice at all or something nope. like that. <laughs> i have to admit i was listening to your episode that episode while i was running and i just started cracking up at that so hard that i was almost bent double and i was so afraid people would see me and think what is wrong with this woman she's gone insane is she okay and I was just like, I, and I've, I've seen the pilot of that show like so many times and I never noticed the stupid peanut butter fingers. I was like, ew, it's so gross. And if you go to our show notes page, Christy took a screen cap of it and it's egregious. It's <laughs> How did I, know? like, first of all, I can't believe this aired on television. <laughs> Secondly, how did I not, I've watched, I've also watched the pilot many times, especially at this point, mm-hmm. and I had no recollection. No. And and it's a little out of character. I feel like he's so fussy that he wouldn't do that to a person he barely knows. Like, keep your fingers out of like her peanut butter. The non-overlap <laughs> on the Venn diagram of like Richard Kurinsky and uh, Niles Crane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and Carrie has not actually, you've watched the pilot episode, right? Have you gone beyond that? No, because I'm currently watching it on YouTube. So it's a little grainy. Yeah. I, I did get my mom for her birthday last month uh cbs all access gift card so she could watch star trek she's really into star trek but i feel a little bit like <laughs> it's a little bit too soon to be like hey can i have the password for the- <laughs> 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 so i might try to watch some episodes at their house or um just i'll probably watch a few more on youtube this week because it is really cute and i like leah thompson a lot and my name's Caroline, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comforting to watch a 90s sitcom right now. Yes, absolutely. I, I think there's something very innocent. It's pre-even 9-11. The world was so innocent. Men's suits were so large. <laughs> <laughs> so large. So large. Women had little bob haircuts, and it was just very, very kicky and <laughs> colorful. <laughs> and full of hope. Speaking of colorful, you mentioned the fashion and the shirt that you guys talked about in the first episode with just like different patches of color. <laughs> like as soon as it came, she came on in that in that shirt, I was like, I I need that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you made sure to mention it in the podcast, and I was like, yes, <laughs> vindicated. No, a lot of my friends have started rewatching it along with listening to the podcast, and it's great. There's a cat meowing, and I'm very excited. Yes, it's, it's, it's my roommate's. Her name's Hazel. I feel like if Caroline in the City is d- being discussed, cats just start meowing. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like 
every every time there's a crazy outfit, one of my friends is like, "Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned this. It was all I could look at." <laughs> Well, and I also don't think I noticed how you you go on at length in the in the pilot about the men's haircuts, and I don't think at the time that that I remember being upset about Caroline's big haircut, which is a controversial thing that happens in season two. I oh don't my. care for it. Spoiler alert! I'm don't sorry. care for it. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like in the the hiatus, everybody got a haircut. I I think of it as like the Great Hair Massacre of 1996 because <laughs> everyone's hair is worse at the beginning of season two. Absolutely. <laughs> But I hadn't realized how how truly floppy Dell and and Richard's hair was in season one, especially, and that that was a thing. It just didn't really, again, being a little bit older, I lived through those floppy haired men years, and I didn't really notice it at the time. So watching these watching these comfort shows now and and being like, oh yeah, nobody would do that now. It's and I can't decide if it's better or worse. I don't know. But I one thing that I, I mentioned to Robin the other day was that I made myself a pair of fingerless gloves after Richard started wearing them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so at the time, at the time, back in 96, 97 or so, I Amazing. was rocking the fingerless gloves. And I know you guys are big Richard fans. And Carrie, you, you did mention a little bit that you, you thought Richard was pretty cool or not. Oh, yeah. From his first scene, I was just like, I relate so much. <laughs> <laughs> what got me... Where he's just like, what? Why are you interested in this job? Is what she asks, and he's just like, money. <laughs> like, can I? Can I go and do that and get a job? Is that apparently <laughs> is that how it works? Apparently. Yeah, it's so relatable. As you know, both of us are creative people with day jobs that pay most of the bills. It is so relatable to to be someone who's like, I have this, I have this dream of being this one thing. I have to do this other thing to make ends meet. And I yeah. deeply resent it sometimes. And he just wears it all publicly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't think that would fly if I did that. But, you know, I could always try. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think just, I mean, I've only watched the first episode, so I might be wrong. But he seemed like the kind of guy who is honest, which is is good. But he's not honest to the point of, like, super meanness. Like, he's not mean just for the sake of being mean. He's just honest and like that's who he is. But maybe that's incorrect. No, I think I think that flows. Yeah. yeah, that that's a pretty fair assessment, especially because he also in later episodes is constantly being put to test as far as his like artistic integrity and his morals and his ethics. Like he's like the, you know, moral backbone of the show in a lot of ways. So I I I think that belies a, a an underlying kindness to the the brutal honesty well if if this was the golden girls he would be dorothy he's a total dorothy and oh yes dorothy Absolutely. is not mean she's just not going to sugarcoat it and she wants everyone to be better people and i think i think that's very true of richard as well i think i think uh, caroline would be rose actually <laughs> oh i think that tracks perfectly yeah yeah and then uh, and then annie would be blanche oh my yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we really have a... Uh, I feel like we don't have a Sophia. We don't have a Sophia. Oh, but later, I believe Annie's mom is in quite a few episodes. Yes. She might be the Sophia. She, she yeah. would be the Sophia, for sure. <laughs> um, but we haven't really talked about it. So Caroline is is the central character. Richard is her assistant. And then Annie is her best friend, who's also her neighbor. And she's just a really fun character. And, and I remember her, she was almost not quite my favorite character, but right up there. 
when I used to watch it. I just thought she was hilarious. She's so funny. And Amy Peets is just such, she, her comic timing is just amazing. Some of the, some of her lines that would probably be really cliched or stale coming from someone else are just, they all just sparkle. I love, I just, I love her and her character is in Cats. Which, <laughs> you know, as, you know, musical theater nerds, how, like, how can we resist? Yeah. I, I remember loving scenes where she was in her cat's costume. I think those are brilliant. But she's just, yeah, and it's funny. Amy Peetz hasn't done a lot of comedy since then. I think a little bit, but she's more, lately I've seen her in things like The Magicians and she's in kind of more serious urban fantasy type shows, which are, she's good in those too, but I think it's wasted. She really needs to get back into a comedy. That's really true. Christy and yeah. I keep joking that we're going to be the ones to create the Caroline in the City modern reboot. So, you know. <laughs> Maybe she could play Annie's mom. <laughs> oh, see, I was just going to check back in with the characters, but oh. I love that you're like, no, 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 we're going to have new people. They're all young, and these people will be their parents. Yeah. I'm all for that, too. Well, and, and Leah Thompson's daughter, Zoe, is an actress. She's in The Politician, so she could actually yeah. play Caroline and then just get somebody else to play Annie, and Amy Peets can play Annie's mom. That would be great. <laughs> so have you... Have you had a good response listener-wise? Like, this is such a niche show, but obviously there are people who are fans of, of the original show. Yeah, way more than I expected. We, Kristen kept saying we were making this for tens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and we are surprised that we have, I mean, I would say, I mean, technically tens of listeners is true. We're not in the hundreds range yet. But we legit have more more listeners than we expected, and we've got people we didn't know who were li- like literally we you know met the two of you because of this. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been nice. People are passing it on, and it turns out there's a lot of us like like us who watched it in the '90s and have really fond memories, and either we're fans or at least want to revisit it. So it's kind of nice, and it's all I, not all, but mainly just my it's my friends or just other women, and you know their late 30s early 40s for the most part so it's kind of nice it just feels like very much like my people good like i think younger so i feel like it's weirder with her general age group really but but we've had people who are in in my general age group yeah because i'm i'm 36 and yeah and and we we all kind of have it's funny too we all have slightly different experiences of the original show because i was whatever i was 11 when the show started so my memories of it are very different to amy's but yeah, it's it's been it's been genuinely surprising. I mean, part of why we zeroed in on this as a podcast idea is because we wanted to do something just as a fun collaborative project together, and we wanted it to be something that nobody was going to take from us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, no, nobody's going to want to do this, and uh, so I mean, it, we we very much were just doing this as a you know fun thing for us to do, and any attention that we get and you know people we get to connect with over this is an added bonus really well i even think you're you guys work so well together comedically the two of you talking about this show that i think people who didn't even watch the show would really enjoy your show because i think that it it just i don't know the camaraderie and the affinity of the of the product comes across but you play off each other very well and that's very good oh thank you you're welcome i also think that something Something that I find when I when I very occasionally mention this show to people is that a lot more people watched Caroline in the City than than wanted to admit it at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom was one of those people. 
Like yeah. when she found out that we were doing this, she's like, oh, I watched that sometimes. And I was like, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and why not? The about the show is it was running between Seinfeld and ER, two of the very biggest hits, if not the biggest hits on TV at the time. It was just likely to catch eyeballs whether or not you wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who were like, I have no idea why I would have turned this on on purpose. But then they're like, but then I thought about it and it was probably just still on. And who's going to change the channel for 30 minutes if something like mildly pleasant is on? Right, right. But I, I think I, I got to wonder, though, I'm, I'm a pop culture scholar. And so I sometimes wonder. Like, what is it about certain pop culture texts that will make people feel more or less embarrassed about them to to talk about them? One of one of the edicts of our own show, Pause Pop, is that we don't we don't convey guilt over liking certain things. We are only enthusiastic about the things, and we don't like shame each other for our for our maybe <laughs> less than tasteful. I mean, we just had an episode. Sometimes I shame her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little sorry about <laughs> that's that. All right. It's just a reflex. I'm working on it. We, we did an episode on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the other day, and I felt some shame coming back from it. <laughs> it was just because we did so many reality shows in a row. Yep. That's all. We did. No. <laughs> I kid. But, but I wonder if there is something about like these. The other show that I used to like a lot was Suddenly Susan. And I think the same kind of thing was true that people don't really announce out loud like oh I was a big Suddenly Susan fan like we're not seeing retro shirts of Brooke Shields face or anything you know? or Veronica's closet like where's the where's the Kirstie Alley cosplay like it's not happening so <laughs> so but I wonder like Caroline in particular you've got a, a young woman from the Midwest with a cat who's single like there is something that maybe we could say is I don't want to get too deep but like there's a gendered assumption that it's going to be uncool, even though I think it's not uncool at all. So do you think there's maybe a sense of who's going to want to watch a show about a single girl with a cat? You know, I also spend a lot of time thinking about like why things are still hits and why they aren't. I know for a while, several years ago, there were a lot of pieces about like, why isn't Frasier seen as cool now, even though everyone agrees it's very funny and everyone watches it. Mm -hmm. Christy and I are both really big Frasier fans. And you know, we talked about that a lot. Like, you know, why do something hit? Why do some things not? All the shows you mentioned just now, led by women, those shows all ran for three, four seasons at least, I think. Yeah. Carolina City was on for four seasons. And when, when it was moved from Must See TV to their Must She TV branded night yeah. on Tuesdays, <laughs> it held its numbers, really. Yeah. You know, it didn't have ER numbers, but it certainly did a lot better than they expected. And that was against Spin City. Yes, we've Wikipedia the show a whole lot. <laughs> but I think people thought Spin City was a little cooler because yeah. it's male driven. And Frasier, I do I do have friends that are nerdy enough that will say Frasier is the coolest show ever. And they don't think that they're saying something ironic. I think, <laughs> no, they they don't. And, and I don't totally disagree with that. But like, there is still something like Frasier ran a little bit longer and was maybe seen as slightly more highbrow. Oh, so much more, so much classier, so yeah. much better written, et cetera. And I I think that's all fair. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of really funny stuff and really smart stuff on Caroline in the City. And I'm glad it's on CBS All Access, though it's maybe not the most popular streaming service. But I'm glad people are watching it again or for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, not all of the episodes are on CBS All Access, so that which we didn't fully realize when we <laughs> 
<laughs> undertook this endeavor. And so some episodes were like, well, if, if you've you still got a DVD player or know how to Google, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, Godspeed. What episodes are not on CBS? Do you know, is it a whole season that's missing or? Uh, no, it's just sporadic ones here and there. And we can't quite figure out oh. why. I, I actually, I, I tweeted at the CBS All Access account asking <laughs> if they were ever going to put them on there. And, and I, I got a very, you know, canned, you know, we're always working to put great content up for you. And I'm like, that's not, yeah, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, Where is, you know, season four, episode 16 of Caroline in the City? Interesting. <laughs> That's weird. I thought I thought that it was maybe they were missing the last season or something, but no, it's no, it's so random. Weird. And it's not one of those things too where like you know sometimes when that happens it's to do with music rights and yeah some of these we have no idea. I think they have put in different music in some of the episodes. I remember that season two episode one there was a Lyle Lovett song that was played very famously and very very to good effect and I loved it. And I they put in some canned garbage that wasn't the right song and i was oh i didn't realize this i'm 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 watching it all on cbs all access except for the, the lost episodes yeah in which i have to go to more nefarious sources yeah whereas Christy has a dvd so we're gonna have different season two experiences i guess oh amazing yeah interesting so do you foresee yourselves doing the whole series all the way i mean it's not that long but they they do have long seasons yeah, I think I think we've made this pact. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in it for the long haul. We're we're hoping to get to talk to some folks who were actually involved with the show. We, we've already the the episodes haven't come out yet, but we've spoken to a couple of friends of ours who had like five line bit parts oh, in episodes. Cool. So we're we're hoping that we can grow from there. That's awesome. Yeah, that would be really neat. Cool. Because you know. Obviously, we poke fun. There's one particular episode where we, both of us, separately moan, I hate this so much, multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) But in general, we really do have, like, I have enormous fondness for the show. And I, like, I love all of these actors so much. I think they're all so talented. And just getting, I love a hangout comedy. I love just getting to watch funny people be funny for 22 nice little minutes. And then... Nothing that really happened really matters next week. Yeah. I I wonder if that's part of the comforting nature of it. Carrie, we've also been watching, Carrie and I watched the NBC sitcom Double Trouble recently and found it very comforting. It's on YouTube. And that's from a little bit before this, but there is no continuity. It just kind of is what it is. It's just teen girls in Des Moines, Iowa. And um, it's, it's real silly and there's no stakes and it's really comforting right now. Yeah, every TV show I watch now, and I mean, I love premium television. I love a long running series where you got to pay attention. But God, it's a lot of work. And especially right now, I don't always have the mental bandwidth to be like, why is this guy doing this? Is this from this thing that happened two seasons ago? And, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's hard. exactly. Yeah. I think the the running time is helpful, too, because I don't always want to watch like a 45 minute show. So if I've got a snippet of time or if I, you know, my lunch breaks an hour, but I don't want to take up the whole hour. So I'll watch a 22 minute show and it's, it's a nice little refreshment. Yeah, totally. It's a good thing to have on over breakfast. It's a nice little, Mm -hmm. just happy way to start your day. So yeah, do you guys have any other things you want to add about either your, where can people find you guys on social media, both together and separately, and also plug your own other projects too. 
Great. So our show is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Caroline and the, and then our website is Caroline and the podcast.com. You can Gmail us at Caroline and the podcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at the Ames, T H E A M E S, and on Instagram at that Ames, T H A T A M E S. Terrible decision that I'm sticking with. My website, <laughs> theamesbalding.com. My most recent book is We Used to Be Friends, and the one right before that was The Summer of Jordi Perez. So those are great introductions to the works of Amy Spalding, which I think my work is more in line with what's happening on Caroline in the City. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, though, though there definitely was a, a joke about the Fitzgeralds in an episode recently, and I lost my mind. I was so deliriously happy. I was like, "Thank you, Richard, for making <laughs> sending this out into the void, Aww. where I can catch it twenty five years later." So yeah, so I am on Instagram a lot, and I'm a very special guest star on Twitter. I'm very, very sparingly on Twitter, both at uh, Timid Frida, T I M I D F R I E D A. My website is a. Uh, christybauer.com the only thing i really have to plug because you know theater is kind of on hold for the moment is i have an artist channel on the new streaming platform broadway on demand which is free and uh some of the songs from my musical which is called the fitzgerald to saint paul uh can be videos from a concert version of the show uh, are available on there cool awesome and we can find your podcast everywhere people find their podcasts i assume yes okay and for people like me who are not super familiar with the show the podcast it's called caroline and the podcast not caroline in the podcast <laughs> which is what i tried to look up <laughs> it's confusing this this comes up with almost every guest the show caroline in the city the episode titles are all like caroline and the mugger right. caroline and the atm so our podcast is caroline and the podcast which i mean Thank God, because Caroline in the podcast is such a weird title. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. But if you're not super familiar with the show, like I was. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to limit us constantly. It's very strange. There was no good place. (laughs) Oh, I will tell you the the weirdest before we like, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer, but the weirdest bit of Caroline ephemera I used to own that I cannot find. And I looked for it before this uh, interview is I used to have a little set of Bonnie Timmons comics in a tiny book. And it was little comics based on the Caroline comics that they show on the show. It was not very funny. It was pretty stupid, actually. But the artwork <laughs> was charming and adorable. And Bonnie Timmons drew the art for the, for the opening credits and things. And um, so she's the real, the real behind-the-scenes Caroline. But yeah, I didn't have any other... I, don't, I couldn't remember if I had any other weird stuff. Um, I think that was my main little bit of, they didn't really release a lot of swag back then. So I was going to say, I keep an eye out on eBay every so often and I have seen that little book, but I haven't seen anything else really. I don't, yeah, I don't there think was they- a, I think there was like a 1997 calendar at one point. Oh, <laughs> you know, actually, actually, I think I, I think I used to have a Richard shirt where he said something like pain is good for art, but it fell apart. Oh my god! Oh man! (laughs) But I, yeah, it's long, long, long gone. But I thought I still had the little book. But yeah, if you find the little book for not super expensive, maybe try to pick that up. Um, I probably sold it to a secondhand bookstore. (laughs) Where we saw on eBay the other week for like ninety five dollars. Oh my god! Something bonkers. No, it's not. I mean, as much as I love that show, it is. That's not worth ninety (laughs) five (laughs) dollars. Good to know. Good to know.
I'm not in a financial position where that's good money. No. And I, you know what? I don't think I ever will be in a position where I think that is good money. <laughs> I don't think Leah Thompson herself would buy that at that price. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you ladies so, so much for appearing. And um, I definitely recommend this show to anybody. I think the sensibility is a little bit not too dissimilar from me and Carrie here. And uh, so even if you're not watching Caroline City, I think you might enjoy this show. Thank you so much for having us. Sure. Yeah, seriously, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Chrissy and Amy for coming on. I had a great time talking to them, and now I have a new show to watch. Yes. And we didn't we didn't ever circle back to my Carolina City fanfic, but yeah. <laughs> probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Next week, we have a special episode where we are each going to watch the other person's favorite film that we haven't already seen before. So I'll be watching one of KW's favorite movies, Nine to Five. And I will be watching one of Carrie's favorite movies, Pride and Prejudice. Very excited for that. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at KWTaylorWriter. And me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find us together on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast, where you can also find the link to our listener survey. If you'd rather email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, stay healthy and safe, and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs>